In our church, we, we believe in Jesus. And that affects our everyday life. It's not just something that we do. We don't just come and, you know, sing some songs and, and hear some inspiration. This is something that is very real. Someone who is very real is the risen Christ. And today I want to continue our theme of greater than. God is greater. He's greater than the things that you can see. He's greater than sin. We've talked about this. These are some of the messages we've had last week. Pastor Matt shared a great sermon on he's greater than sickness. and God is moving. And today I'm going to be sharing with you some things about the fact that God is greater than anxiety and depression. Now, some of you have experienced a lot of depression and anxiety. I've experienced anxiety and sometimes depression as well. I have to say I've never uh, been sort of diagnosed and been under a doctor's care. I know people who have, and I'm sure you understand and know that there are people that have. But the, the Bible has a lot to say about this subject. And I want to tell you that today I have uh, enough material for probably about three or four sermons. And, uh, you know, if, you have, if you're patient, I'll say the whole thing. No, just kidding. I, I'm going to just do my very best to make this the regular kind of a service. We Just so you know, we aim for about 34 minutes. Sometimes we succeed and sometimes we don't. But that's where we're, that's kind of where we aim. And, uh, you know, if it goes a little longer, if it goes a little shorter, uh, if it goes shorter, I know no one's going to complain. Now, I, you will have information that is on the screen and you will be skipping over a bunch. Don't get nervous about writing it all down. If you need that information, it's available online, usually by Tuesday, middle of the day on Tuesday, middle of the afternoon. That's when our our audio uh, clips are available for the sermon, and also our notes at this, from the screen. Okay, all the all the all the screenshots are available online as well. And I would like to encourage you, if you do miss a Sunday, that you can kind of stay in touch with what's going on, and you can download or or just listen by streaming. Uh, you can listen to the messages, and I believe that for the most part. They're worth listening to again. <laughs> That's just what I think. <laughs> Especially Pastor Matt's messages. Amen. Come on, everybody. Let's get excited about Pastor Matt's messages. Okay. So we're going to pray right now uh, and ask the Lord to help us with this very sensitive but very important uh, issue of how that God is greater than anxiety and depression. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you created us. Lord, you, you knit us together in our mother's womb. You understand everything about us. You know us so well and you love us and, and you're concerned about us. I pray, Lord, that I pray for a powerful encounter this morning with your word and through your word. We believe in you, Lord. We, the things that we believe, they affect us. They affect our lives. And I pray, Lord, that you would walk with us through these thoughts here today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now, if you don't get anything else out of this message, there's a scripture about fear that I think we need to understand, and that is this. Don't be afraid, Jesus said. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. Now, I would say, 
if you and I, if we struggle with anxiety or fear, uh, that would probably, would that be up there with the worst? I mean, what kind of a death, I suppose, would make it uh, either worse or not so worse? Like if it was just real fast, you know, maybe it wouldn't be quite as bad as if it was a tortuous death. But I would say this has got to be, you know, one of the greatest fears that we might have. You know, there's people that are afraid of public speaking. And, um, they, you know, that some people, I've read that some people think, like, that's the worst But, you know, I've never heard of anybody who died from being embarrassed in public speaking. I think it's a little bit worse if there's people that will actually kill your body. But Jesus said, and if you have one of those red print Bibles or on your app, it's red print. The words of Jesus are in red. Uh, This is part of the red print, okay? Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. A lot about the fear of the Lord. Uh, in the 21st century, but we probably should. You know, we want to mention and we want to stress the fact that God knows us, God loves us, and it's so true. That's the gospel. But there's there's a place where we need to understand that God is not our buddy. And he's not like Santa Claus. God is the Lord of lords and King of kings, and he's the judge of the whole earth. And he's the one that we need to fear. We need to respect. You know, I've been in a court of law. I, I got it one time. I got a speeding ticket, and I think it might be the only one I got. And, and uh, I went to the court uh, to fight it, and the judge knew I was guilty, and the police officer who clocked me knew I was guilty. But if I didn't claim that I was, you know, innocent, there was no point in going to court because it, then you just pay the bill and you move on. So I, you know, I... That's the, I didn't really tell the truth, I guess, but I just claimed I was innocent. It's a legal term. It's not a lie. <laughs> you laugh, but that's the way it works. If you go there and you don't claim you're innocent, there's no point in being there. So anyways, I got off. I did get off. In spite of the fact that I knew, the judge knew, and the cop knew that I was guilty, I still got off. And that's about all I want. But I want to say that going, going to a court can be a little intimidating. It can be, you know, but think of it. The judge of the whole universe. Come on. We respect God. Did you ever take your foot off the gas when you saw a police officer? We respect God more than that police officer. We fear the Lord. God help us to walk in the fear of the Lord. And sometimes what happens is with our fears and our anxieties, we fear what people think more than we fear what God thinks. I'm just saying that. And I, this is, I'm starting off in your face. If you don't get anything else out of the message, get that one. Okay? We need to be people who fear the Lord more than anything else. More than any kind of fear, any kind of anxiety, um, any kind of, you know, lack of success. I, I fear failure. In fact, I'm not doing so well, and so now I'm depressed. I'm not talking about me personally. I'm just, you know, saying it as a point. I don't feel depressed. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I feel discouraged. But you know what? God is, you know, I fear the Lord. I serve the Lord. No matter how I feel, I serve the Lord. And that's the way God wants us to, to operate and to live. 
what's it like? What is anxiety and uh, depression like? I want to just tell you about a fellow who's a real Canadian person, a pastor. I forget where he is, and that's okay because that's not so important. But this gentleman named Tim Bergman, he struggled as a pastor. He struggled with a lot of anxiety and depression. And sometimes these things are, are beyond just feelings and emotions. Well, they probably, it's a mixture. Our feelings or emotions have, have to do with brain chemistry. And, uh, and I'm not here as a physician. I'm not here as a psychiatrist. I'm not even here as a psychologist. I'm here speaking of the Word of God. And uh, there's, there's a big picture that we have to keep reminding ourselves. But Pastor Tim, in his early 30s, he, he slid for the first time into depression compounded by an anxiety disorder. And together, he says, they did this sort of terrible dance together in my soul. It's pretty intense, he says. It feels for me like a steel ball, the size of a medicine ball growing inside my chest. You feel like you can hardly breathe. You think some dark thoughts, overwhelming sense of sadness and darkness. But he says this. This is Pastor Tim speaking who's experienced these things. I battle them with Scripture as intensely as I can. Now, a lot of times what people do is when they, they will quote a scripture hoping for a microwave experience when it's really a slow cooker, they say it doesn't work, and then they go on to other treatments. Now, I'm not here to say don't go on to other treatments. If you need other treatments, that's what you need, and I'm here to totally release you. I was, I was kind of chuckling when Pastor Matt told us last week about his experience with his um, your contact lenses. And I'd like to say that you should have, would have waited until you, they made your eyes go bonky. If, if you didn't need them, that would be a problem if you used them. And the same with, with drugs, uh, medications, drugs, medications that are, are around depression and anxiety. If you're on those meds, don't just go, you know, throwing them out today after this message. Please, wait until... Uh, if, if the doc, you know, go to the doctor, but, you know, probably if you don't need them, you'll start experiencing problems when you take them. Okay? I'm just saying, I, and I, I could even be wrong about that, but you need, if you've been prescribed, you need to go talk to a doctor and uh, work it out, okay? Because medication is not, is not the worst thing in the whole world, okay? Because um, that's just the truth. Any amens out there? I know maybe there may be some here that don't believe in medication, and I, I totally get that, and I respect that. But this Pastor Tim, he says, I battle them with Scripture as intensely as I can, and I work hard at trying to think right thoughts. He says, sometimes it takes work, sometimes it's a process, sometimes it's a battle, and it's a long battle. It sometimes is a long battle, and we say, well, why doesn't God answer my prayer? And a lot of times he is answering our prayer, but we don't see how he's answering or when he's answering our prayer. And we think it has to happen immediately. Now, that is what the definition of a miracle is. And you've heard of the gifts of the Spirit. There's the gift of miracles. And then there's something called, and it's plural, the gifts of healing. And a miracle will happen immediately. Sometimes gifts of healing happen 
in a different way altogether. I'm not here to cop out and say, well, you know, try to explain away anything. God is working even if I can't see him. He's working. Even when I can't feel him, he's working. He never stops working. Pastor Tim goes on to say in Matthew 26, Jesus said this, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. That sounds like depression. I'm not saying Jesus suffered from depression. I'm just telling you what Jesus said about how he was feeling. And he knows how you feel if you're going through this. And it was part of God's plan. This is the Christ who knows and understands and is with us. That's what Tim Bergman has to say. Psalm 139, if I make my bed in the depths, how deep, how deep, how deep have you gone? You can't sleep and on and on it goes. But that's where Jesus will meet you. And he may not take you out of those depths at that moment, but he's there with you in those depths. And that's what Pastor Tim was saying in his... This, is, this was a very interesting thing, and I, I, I don't have time to just talk about Pastor Tim, uh, but he said this, If I'm an orphan and I have nobody by my side, then I'd better claw and scrape and fight and get everything I possibly can, and it's got to happen right now. But Scripture says that I'm adopted. And if I'm a child of God and the Father loves me, then I can trust in God even in the midst of my issues. That's a tough... That's, this, is, this is tough. But I, if, if I come up here and just say, you know, you, should, you shouldn't be experiencing this. If you had a little bit of faith, you know, you'd be fine what's wrong with you. And there's something bad about taking these meds and being in this. Listen, fight the good fight by any means. But don't forget that God is good. Don't forget that God is with you and that he is our ultimate healer. He's the one. He's the one that we put our trust in. We don't put our trust in our best efforts, in humanity's best efforts, as good as they are. But we still use them. You know, if we, <laughs> we got up this morning, you know, we ate breakfast. Most of us are going to have lunch. And we do things for our health. And we take things into our body. And that's not a horrible thing. That's a good thing. I love food. And God help us if we need other things as well. Uh, you know, supplements. God, God will walk with us. Fraser Health talks about, has a website, and I just wanted to quickly talk about their definition here. Experiencing something upsetting like the loss of a job or sadness, that's a healthy response. But when you get over the feelings about the situation, you, you, should, you should not still feel depressed. And that could be the clinical kind of depression. Depression can sap your energy, motivation. Anxiety. Anxiety is the feeling of fear or worry. If we can just go to there, yeah, thank you. And uh, there's all different kinds of anxiety, panic disorder, uh, phobias, uh, generalized anxiety disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. These are, these are real things that people experience. Uh, my mother-in-law has... Uh, 
experienced in, in her later years. Now she's 94 and she's in a home and she struggles with um, a little bit of dementia. And, and she had uh, some trauma that happened to her as a teenager. She was taken into a prisoner of war uh, slave camp in uh, Siberia. And so she experienced a lot of trauma. And it's actually hitting her harder now than it was, you know, 15 years ago. And these things are very real. And they come against us and they attack us. And we need to be able to deal with these things. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's difficult for us to go through these things. But these are very real experiences that some people have more than others. And I think that there needs to be uh, kindness. There needs to be mercy. There needs to be understanding and compassion around these topics and uh, if you are experiencing these things, my heart goes out to you. I've, I've had very, very low, low times. I've been, there's been times where I have stayed up at night because I've been anxious. I have to tell you that I'm, I'm grateful that I haven't been. That's not a lifestyle thing for me, but it does happen. I've experienced those things. Jesus has experienced those things, and God cares about those. But there's some observations around the scriptures that I want to share with you. And I, I just felt like I did a lot of studying. I did a lot of, uh, I did a lot of work in, in this week getting ready for this. And, of course, it's a very important anxiety. Even if it doesn't seem like it, he's still greater. My perspective does not necessarily define everything there is about reality. Okay? That's my perspective, and that's how you feel, and that matters. How you feel matters very much. But just remember that that is not the definitive truth ultimate truth. The truth is, the ultimate truth is that God is the creator, that he's the one who loves you, and he's the one who establishes what truth actually is. And there's, it's found in scripture primarily. And there's something that Jesus talked about. He, he talked about the, the, in the parable of the soils, we sometimes talk about the parable of the seed, but the seed is fine. That's the word of God. It's the soil, the four different soils, right? And there was one soil where there was thorns around, and, and the thorns, Jesus is talking about the fact that the, the word can be choked out by life's worries, by anxiety. Sometimes our anxiety can choke out the word of God in our spirit. Maybe you've experienced that. It's, 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 not, it's not bad or good. Well, it is bad, but it, it's, it's, it's sad anyway. But it's not like someone's immoral or doing something horrible. It's just, it is. Jesus says, this is what happens. If you have the cares of this life and desire for other things, and there's one more thing, he says, uh, you know, it, the cho- it, choked by life's worries. In the Proverbs, it says, anxiety will weigh down your heart. And so that's where anxiety and depression come together. And as the Pastor Tim said, they do this dance. It's not a very nice dance. Jesus said, uh, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down. And look what he says. Weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes we look to partying and just trying to have a lot of fun. The carousing part. Or sometimes we allow the anxieties of life. and You know, it's funny. We live in the first world, and we live with all the wonderful blessings of living in 
Canada, the greatest country in the world. Come on. We live in the best part of the greatest country in the world, British Columbia, the lower mainland. And we live in the best part, if you, don't, if you live down here. <laughs> some, of you come, some of you come in, but, you know, down, down here I just love being by the water. And, and this is the greatest. This is, this is like one of, the, one of the top one parts of Canada. It's just awesome. But anyways, in spite of that, we can still be weighed down here with all of our blessings. And then you get into shame. And then shame can make you depressed. We're not going to be ashamed of how we feel. We're not going to let those things stop us from our pursuit of Almighty God. Because God is greater. God is greater. But if we, get, if we get sidetracked, we will stop and we will be stuck. There's no fear in love, the Bible says. Paul said to Timothy, the spirit God gave us does not make us timid. Timid, timidity, uh, uh, fearful. What, is it, what does it mean? Cowardice. You know, I think Timothy struggled a little bit with the fear of people. And, of course, he was, it was a very dangerous place to be a Christian in the Roman, um, in the Roman Empire. That's one thing. And, and there, was a lot of, there was a lot of religious spirits. There's a lot to be afraid of. And Paul says, listen, the Holy Spirit gives us uh, power and love and soundness of mind and self-control. Jeremiah said, look, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Again, very difficult time where Jeremiah lived. He was, I mean, he, he was so mistreated. And the nation of Israel was, was being mistreated. It was just a very complex situation. But, but Jeremiah said, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. And, you know, blessed, the word blessed, we use it a lot in script, in, uh, in church life. We say, God bless you. What do we mean by that? Well, it means happy, to be envied. Do you feel to be envied? You feel like people should envy you. That's what blessed actually means. And God will bless us if we put our, our trust in the name of the Lord. Come on. All right, there's some do nots. Uh, just, just, I remember when I was, uh, when Ev and I were first married and I'm looking back and I shake my head at me. Uh, she, she just smiles cause she's so gracious, but I often would tell her, you know, you're not allowed to worry. And that was really effective, you know, <laughs> but frankly, the Bible says you're not allowed to worry. So, I mean, I, I was right, but it didn't really help at all. But Paul in, in Philippians, you know, he was in jail. He was not, you know, he was not by the beach having a good time and, you know, all-inclusive. He was in a Roman prison, and he said, don't be anxious for anything. But in everything, through prayer, with thanksgiving, here he is in a Roman prison, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Don't be anxious. Deuteronomy 31. The Lord himself goes, gives you some, some good ammunition. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. And he will never leave you or forsake you. Don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Okay. <laughs> I got to cling to that. God, you are with me. That's going to help me fulfill that command. All right. 
Isaiah 41. So do not fear, God says, I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. There's a lot of scriptures, and I've, I've made some little titles to some of these scriptures on the next slide. And the first one is, you know, this is what we do every Sunday in church. And I want to encourage you to do it as often as you can during the week is get your praise on. Come on, start speaking ultimate truth. Because what happens, okay, so it's true that I'm anxious. It's true that I'm, I'm sad. It's true that, you know, we've got things that we're going through in our family, my wife's health and my, my kids and my mother-in-law. And some of you know all about that. And, and I, if people say, well, how are you doing, Mike? And sometimes I start telling them all this stuff because I know they care and they want to know. Other times I just say, well, I'm fine. Because you know what the truth is? We're going we're gonna to get through this. That's the truth. I start aligning myself with, God, you are good. No matter what I feel, you're still good. I, I am perplexed sometimes because, you know, I, I, I read the red print and I, you know, I pray for people. And sometimes it just doesn't turn out the way I was hoping. But I'm not the ultimate judge of what's supposed to happen here. God is God. And I need to praise Him. I need to praise Him. I need to praise Him. I need to exalt Him. I need to talk about all of His attributes and who He really is and thank Him for what He's done for me and what He's done for my family, what He's done for my wife, what He's, what he's done for my mother-in-law, what He's done for this church, what He's done for you and your life and your suffering now, but all through your life, God's been good. And we need to align ourselves with the ultimate truth. With the ultimate truth. Not just the kind of figured out truth. <laughs> that, that is maybe fake news. I don't know. I'll talk about that next week. When we, next week I'm going to be speaking about God is greater than North American politics and culture. All right? You think I had to research this one? Wait till next week. I'll be up all night. <laughs> This next one, I, this one I want to, you think I've been parking already? I'm going to park on this next one, okay? What is your glory? What are you proud about? What are you proud of? What, what do you think? You know, what makes you feel like you're doing okay? If I had a million dollars, okay, I got a house, got a car, got a wife, got a relationship, I got health, I got this. I'm really excited. Man, those Canucks are in first place. Can you believe that? I am so excited about that. What is your glory? I want to tell you right now that the, if Jesus Christ is your glory and the lifter of your head, that's going to do you a lot better. Come on. We believe in Jesus, and it has to make a difference in our life. You know, we're not better than other people, all those others out there, but we're, what I'm saying is this. We, we have faith. We're people of faith. And we're under, our faith is under great attack in all, many, many places. But my glory, I'm telling you right now, my, my purpose in life, <laughs> I am living for the well done. I'm living for the well done. I'm not living for fame and fortune on this planet. I'm living for a well done from my heavenly father. 
the judge of the whole earth, he'll do right. He'll do right. And he'll do right by me. And I can put my trust in him. He is my glory and the lifter of my head. And when I'm afraid and when I'm down, I can glory in Jesus Christ because he is good. Come on. He's a, he, he is stable. He is faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's the one that we're about. The Seahawks are out of the playoffs. And I can still say that Jesus Christ is the glory and the lifter of my head. Come on, church. It's got to make a difference every day in our lives. This faith of ours. A little bit of self-talk is good. In fact, uh, just on, where is that from Fraser Health? Talk therapy, medications, and self-care. Those are the things that Fraser Health says that are good and treat, treatments for anxiety. And I'm telling you that this self-talk is good. It is, it is talk therapy. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Psalm 42, 11. Why are you downcast, my soul? Now, <laughs> if I said that to Ev when she's sad, it's, it's not such a great idea. But when I'm sad, I can talk to me. Okay? When I'm sad, I can talk to me. <laughs> Put your hope in God. I will yet praise Him. My Savior and my God. I'm still going to praise Him. Wait, there's more. Use your access. You have access to Almighty God because of Jesus Christ. Cast all your anxiety on Him. What does cast mean? Like throw it. I think that's what cast means. Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. I I love the amplified version of this. It says that he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. God knows. Your, your prayers to God are not a newsflash. Okay? He knows what's going on. He doesn't need you to tell him. But you, you need you to tell him. You need you to cast, your, to cast those things onto him. To tell him, bring your concerns to him. And I, I, think we, I think we should do it. Sometimes I call this the Nike anointing. Just do it. Okay? When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. I'm, it's not like I'm never afraid. Man, stuff happens. Things, you get, you get anxious. And like I say, I realize there's different sort of levels of anxiety. And there's an anxiety disorders that are way, way beyond anything I've personally experienced. And I care about that. I feel for you. But this is... This is, I believe, an all-encompassing thing that we, can, that we can believe here. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Because the truth is, and I say this with all, I guess, just trying to be careful for, for how you feel. But most of our fears, they don't come true. You know, it, we have... 
you know, if you struggle with panic attacks, I, I mean, I, that just makes me mad that you would struggle with panic attacks. But, you know, those things that you were panicking about, you probably don't even know because it, what it actually is is your, is your brain kind of going into a, a cycle for something that might have happened 20, 40, 80 years ago or even in a bad dream. Generally, that's what happens with panic attacks, so I've read. And it's so hard. But when we're afraid, that's when we got to do it. we got to put, put my trust in you. I'm not going to give more authority to my fear than I am to Almighty God. I'm sorry, I, I realize this, is, this can be hard. I'm, and I'm not trying to be hard, but I'm trying to be a little bit helpful here if I can. You know, David, King David, I, I had to, I'd love to spend time talking about this. But he, he came to a place where, you know, he, he, some of his guys, they were going to turn on him. They were ready to stone him. What did he do? Well, he strengthened himself in the Lord. And um, you, you can read about it there. We're going to go to, right to the next one, and that's Elijah. He, this guy, man, he called down fire from heaven. And just a few days later, he's running for his life. And he says, God, I can't take it anymore. Take my life. I call that sort of a depression thing, maybe a little bit of anxiety. But an angel came. That picture is kind of funny, but the red bandana there on the right, that's, that's him sleeping in the shade. And the angel's got a piece of bread, that flatbread that he's given him. Anyway, uh, Elijah experienced this as well. And what did the angel say? Incidentally, what did the angel say? He said, uh, get up and eat. And then he says, you go back to sleep now. Okay, rest and proper nutrition are also important. An angel came from heaven to deal with that in, in his life. All right. Okay, so... Um, there's a slide 13. I'm just, we're, that's, that's it. We're going we're gonna to move on. We're not going to cover that. Just coming, coming down here to the next, the next slide. Don't be that guy. Jesus, it's interesting. He said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to uh, wear. He says, you know, Solomon and all his splendor wasn't clothed by any of these. He says, you know, if God cares about the grass of the field so much, don't you think he's going to care about you, oh, you of little faith? Now, I'm not here telling you you don't have faith. I'm just saying Jesus was bringing that into the, the picture of anxiety. And we don't want to be that guy. Anybody with me on that? I don't want to be that guy. Let's say that out loud. I don't want to be that guy or that woman. <laughs> And then just a few verses later, he said, this is what you do. This is how you do it. There's a shift. And this is actually Pastor Tim again. He, he said, I, what, I do my best to do this shift when I'm anxious. I make the shift. And he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Isaiah 40. And we're just going to close with this. Those who hope in the Lord, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. 
They will mount up as wings like eagles. They will run and not grow emotionally or spiritually weary. They will walk and not faint. Those who, those who put hope in the Lord, those who wait upon the Lord, those who are, are looking to the Lord, not to their own strength, not to their own wits, not to their own, uh, you know, alcohol and other drugs and, and other addictions and, and whatever else that we do, going to the refrigerator for another snack or whatever it is that we do to, to comfort ourselves. You know, <clears throat> we hope in the Lord. Those who put their trust in God, they will renew their strength and they'll be lifted out of the muck. Come on, let's stand up, please. I took a lot longer than I wanted to here today. But I think it was important for us to look at this. And again, if you miss something on the slides, they'll be available online. But I just want to pray for you here today. If, if you, let's just, everyone just close your eyes. I realize that this is a kind of a sensitive thing. But if you'd like prayer because of these issues, and this message has spoken to you, and, and you want God to help you, can you just raise your hand? I'd just like to pray for you right now. Okay? Lord Jesus, here we are in your presence. And you know these precious ones that have their hands raised. And our faith looks up to you. Lord, you're the one who is the glory and the lifter of our head. You're the one in whom we trust. We put, we put our trust in you. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.